Hey, everybody, what a great Friday show that we had. Uh, no surprise, we continued the discussion of the Yuga Labs land sale and Ape Token's meteoric rise. Another subject of conversation has been Solana and the volume that is occurring on that blockchain, specifically in the project OK Bears, which is now the number two project on OpenSea overall, including Ethereum NFTs. Solana traders are living the life right now. As usual, this content is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at the code thenifty.com slash FTX or on your mobile app with the code thenifty. Next week, we're actually going to be having Amy, one of the higher-ups from FTX on the show, and doing a giveaway where we give away $4,000 worth of NFTs that will be curated by me, so you hope that they're pretty good. Uh, as usual, they're sponsoring our content. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday. This is the NFT Morning Show. The show happens Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week. This is the Market and Trade Talk Show. Uh, our group of speakers discusses the NFT market and the trends that we're seeing, the news, and everything from wins, losses, and everything in between. The show's sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or on the mobile app with the code THENIFTY. Uh, FTX is, in my opinion, one of the best platforms to buy cryptocurrency, and there are gasless transactions for NFT trades. We will actually be having someone from FTX on the show next week giving away $4,000 worth of NFTs. So that should be fun. Check that show out next week. But as for this show, we have a lot to talk about today. We had a spicy late night space last night after Yuga Labs made an announcement that I still don't quite understand because I had alcohol in me when I went into last night's show and didn't retain any information. Nick, you were going to say something? Well, I'm saying, I was just going to say, I feel hungover from last night and I didn't even drink, okay? <laughs> uh, but it, it's, uh, you know, this, this is, uh, it's Other Side Eve. Or what, what is it? It's called Other Side, It's Other, right? it's other yeah. Side, so but other, everyone's calling it Otherwise, which is hilarious. Well, that's, that's because that's what I was naming the space for a bit. Uh, the first one, I don't think you were at the first one. And then last night, I think I intentionally named that space Otherwise. Um, I mean, all I got to say, Nick, is that like Dutch auctions are bullshit. Did we do a Dutch auction our last minute? Yeah, but that's bullshit. <laughs> uh, I completely agree. It's complete bullshit. They went with the bold move of using the Miami area code as the amount of uh, as the price of land in ApeCoin. Uh, so that was a little piece of information. Um, it caused the price to drop a little bit of ApeCoin, but we're still above uh, $20, sitting at 21.6, depending on the source that you're looking at, which is a phenomenally high price at the moment. Uh, We hit as high as 28 yesterday on ApeCoin, which was wildly speculative, went past uh, the level, the target level that I had set right out the gate, which was 20 to 25. and, and, I, and I hope that, uh, Nick, I hope that I stopped some people in our community from FOMO buying because I went into our chat yesterday and it's at 26 and people are like, I got to get my ape now. And I took a screenshot of the chart uh, on CoinGecko and it was like straight vertical <laughs> for the last 12 hours. I'm like generally buying a straight vertical chart doesn't work out fantastic on the short term. 
Look, it's uh, not a rule that works every single time, but I'm just saying in general, when the green candle is literally up only and the thing's a piss missile to 28 bucks, maybe not the best time to get it. Is there anyone else that uses piss missile other than you? I'm just wondering about uh, it. Yes, actually. The Bears are on an absolute piss missile to 150. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, how much are they up <laughs> since yesterday? Uh, they're up 3x from yesterday. <laughs> Oh my god, this is man. They were 40, they were 30 to 50 yesterday. They're sitting at a humble 146.4 right now. Oh I'm my on a god, string of losses here, man. This is ridiculous. This whole show, it's it, not a summer. I'm so pissed. I, I, you're holding that one that you're uh, as your profile, absolutely. Right? I'm I mean, probably pretty... never selling at this point. It's totally free. I'm up 800 bucks and I'm writing the profile picture for free. Let's go, so, buddy. It, it's pretty, uh, it, when you see someone like Nate Rivers, who I personally don't think, unless I'm mistaken, has done much trading on Solana. This was his uh, first Solana purchase. Nine by nine by nine bought a hundred of them yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then who? there was a few others. So I'm in like a group chat with a bunch of apes who are just asking me questions about Soul because I was on Cool Time Space yesterday. And a lot of them have just bought a ton of them like, yesterday. Dingling found a 1.3 million Solana in a wallet. He bought a, a 65 what? of them. What? Yeah, he's been staking souls since it released. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I forgot I had this. Posted a picture. 1.36 mil. Bought six D-Gods and 60 bears last night. I was like, oh dude, what God. is going on? $1.36 mean, million dollars or Solana? Dollars. Okay. Dollars. U.S. dollars. Yeah. I just love when I like totally forget about $1.6 million that I had in a wallet. And then I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I forgot about this. Let me go spend it all. That's fun. Yeah. That um, happens all the time to me. I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I could see uh, that. Classic. Yeah, you're just but, tripping over wallets with uh, ETH just flowing out of them. Well, I think you know it's pretty safe to say now that board apes are like a rich old man's car, right? Like you know, it's it's classy, but it's not cool anymore. It's it's an old man's car. It shows you have a lot of money, but the cool you know young hip car is definitely the OK Bears now, right? Like you know. The 25-year-olds that, you know, made it all in a tech startup, they're driving around the OK Bears, you know. They ain't driving around the Bored Apes anymore. Is that is that accurate? It's uh, I think it's fairly accurate. The the apes are definitely that old school money, just those boomers who really struggle to even turn the TV on, respond to emails, respond all to threads, you know, just like the ones we really enjoy interacting with. The bears are the ones who you know, like, why don't you want a bear in a bear market? It can't possibly go wrong. It's it's just a no-brainer. All the OK Bears have been uh, telling me that I'm coping with the fact that I didn't get an OK Bear, and I just think it's hilarious. I'm giving them their shine. I'm not fighting back. It's like, yeah, you can dunk on me right now. Shout out to the OK Bears. I hope that there's people in the Solana Trades channel of our Discord that you know were able to mint there's OK Bears. Okay. One of them's from uh, one of them's from India. This guy Vela, and he's just like, this is life changing money. Like this is next level. And he just minted it, got whitelist. Uh, that the Soul Trades channel was really early on the bears. A lot of them got whitelist. A few of them have since changed their name to like Sold Bears Early or <laughs> Bear Fifteen. So a lot of the Soul Trades was very active on those. Honestly, that Soul Trades channel's picked up a ton of volume. And like, if you're even interested, just go sit there for an hour and read what people are talking about. Because the space moves so quick that within an hour, a project will 100x and go to zero all in the same time frame. So uh, it, it's a blast. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the Soul Trades channel doing their damn thing. Jesse, what were you going to say? I just didn't know if you thought. I still, I'm, I'm just scarred. I think me, 
PO, a bunch of other people are just snake bit. Just when 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 Easy just prints money and was like, just get in and get out early. I know I couldn't make money on Soul, so I still can't go back. Do you think this is a moment kind of like Tezzards? Remember when Tezzards had a moment, people were like, this is kind of like a blue chip for another. It didn't happen, so I don't know if that's a good precedent. But, but it could it be like the breakout? I know, I know. Nick was seeming to think it yesterday, and he's had good instincts of telling people what to do. It being a wild success, but him not actually doing it. Yeah, it, in his own alpha. That's a really interesting take, though, because I think we were just talking for like the last week or two about how it felt like Solana was slowly maturing. These projects that have been building are finally getting more liquidity. Floor prices are moving higher. Builders, excuse me, builders are kind of just rolling out actual functionality and utility. So it's it's nice to see that those people are getting rewarded. It's never happened before. Most of the time, it is that get in, get out. But those people who have been sitting on bags of projects that seem like the people there are eager to actually deliver something. That's where there's value. So like we've seen famous foxes and soul gods and the dragons and robots, you name it, that have all now picked up traction. And OK Bears is just like for some reason the one that's stuck. But I think this is a sign showing that we're going to slowly get more money. And as this ETH money values this and starts to try to find other spots where they can see that potential return, instead of just like the staking meta and earning some bullshit token that goes to zero because everyone's just draining the LP, it just seems like it's finally maturing and we're seeing that money. So I'm curious to see how long it stays or if it is like a Tezzard situation where it's blow off top and then nothing. Tezzard's was was for people that are somewhat newer to the space. Tezzard's blockchain had a moment in what, fall of last year. And Tezzard's were these pretty ugly multicolored lizards, but they they like, I don't know, people, some people that were kind of in the space were, you know, they 10 or 20 X over the course of a couple of weeks. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming they're not especially valuable anymore, but I don't know. Maybe they held value. I'm going to go out there and boldly say that by the end of this year, Solana will be doing more NFT volume than Ethereum. I mean, that would be a bold, that's a bold prediction. Get but, out of here. Yeah, that's yeah, a bold get, prediction. Get out of here with that. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> I completely this side with Kicks. absolute bullshit. That's a bold uh, prediction. Well, I don't see that Kicks happening. Just disqualified himself from maybe even being involved in this business. I'm going to be honest here, man. This just, this just got out of control. I'm just helping my boy Easy out pump his bags a little bit, but I am going to move some more money to Solana because I do feel like the trend is starting to form over there. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, speaking of trends, we have our wonderful weather reporter Signal on stage, and we haven't even gotten to the weather report. So, Signal, could you take it away? Uh, no, morning is actually over to my co-anchor Kicks today. Oh, right, 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 Captain Kicks. Yeah, it's okay, Signal. I think that they kind of just don't think that I, I like you're so good at what you do that I'm just kind of like you know a, a fly on the wall. Um, he's right. Yes. He's yep. Right. Yep. That was exactly my thought. Yep. It's okay, guys. I'm gonna now give the weather report the least enthusiastically I can. So <laughs> Friday, the 29th, the weather report. The volume is stagnant at 108 million. Apes collections are at all time highs. All right, we get, the joke. we get the joke. Apes, wow. apes are yeah, at a hundred. Let, let him get, let him go. Let him, let him, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, uh, let him roll with it. You know, maybe he's yep. emotionally scarred right now. Some people get like that, and then they like just disappear for a period of time. Kicks, go ahead. Okay, back to the weather report. So apes are at all time highs. Apes at one hundred and fifty ETH. Mutants at forty ETH. If you sold an ape at 90 ETH, you probably feel like an idiot right now. But I don't know anyone that did that. Azuki, Moonbirds, Clonex, and Doodles all floating around stable. 
World of Woman and Cool Cats are continuing to retrace hard. Floors are not recovering. I shouldn't have bought those. Wow, geez. That hurts. Oh, well. Over the last 24 hours, we've had a lot of very interesting updates. Yuga Labs announced other deeds, which if you don't know what a deed is, that's like the uh, piece of paper that shows that you own property or land. Um, so the other deeds mint price is going to be 305 ApeCoin. As the beautiful NFT Nick said, that is the area code of Miami. Nice little touch there. There will be no Dutch auction. They actually talked shit on Dutch auctions, called them bullshit. Um, the highest volume overnight, <laughs> Easy's feeling good about this. It's back on Solana with the OK Bears getting to 150 soul. That is almost five Ethereum. Easy can correct me after this if I'm wrong, but I think that is the fastest rise for a Solana ever. project ever. Ever. Um, very good sign for that space. We saw big sweeps from Dingaling. Lucky guy just randomly found a couple million dollars of Solana. Swept the floor nine by nine by nine. Swept the floor. Nate Rivers swept the floor. Moonbirds back over 30 ETH. I'm feeling good about diamond handing that one. Big boy Kevin Rose announcing a nesting update and a roadmap. That Twitter space is happening today. Really curious to see what they're coming up with. The crowd favorite 10KTF released a short anime-style trailer for an upcoming battle happening on May 5th. Speculation of partnerships with Louis Vuitton. Oh, my wife's going to like that. Crypto is down. We're just getting whacked all around the place. We don't know. We're going up, down, left, and right. But the one thing we can always rely on is ApeCoin, which is now sitting at $22. We were talking about ApeCoin on the show back around the $13 range when we heard some rumors that the land would be priced in Ape. I also have some very interesting information. I'm sure some of you are already aware. But in terms of the other deed sale, it's looking like there's going to be two phases Phase one, you can mint two lands. Phase two, you can mint up to four lands per KYC wallet. Once again, people that are cheaters in multi-wallet win yet again. Um, overnight, once again, the volume was pretty flat. Everyone is waiting for Saturday. Saturday is going to be the biggest day this year for NFTs. No one really knows what's going to happen, uh, but I think... I think it's going to be good. Um, and uh, also a uh, nice closing note on April. We're, ender we're ending the month 3.3 billion in volume. That's going to be higher than March, which is always great to see, and in line with February. Once again, um, the weather is, you know, there's a hurricane, and it's called the other side coming in. But sometimes hurricanes bring great things. Sometimes they bring death and destruction, but sometimes they bring great things. Uh, before I go back to the studio, I just want to give a shout-out to my co-anchor on the Weather Report, Signal. If you can't tell, I'm just reading straight off of a teleprompter. I'm not even thinking, and she just puts the magic behind every word and every piece of data that we both share. Thank you very much. Back into the studio to old man Nick and Weird Boy Two. <laughs> wow! Hey, thanks for thanks for bringing it back, uh, young child. 
was going to uh, say there is I'm really glad to hear that there was a Moonbirds update right after I sold my Moonbird. Uh, <laughs> and I left the uh, flock or whatever they call it. Uh, what is a group of owls again? Uh, a parliament. Uh, oh, wow. I left the I left the parliament. Um, what an elitist, you know, uh, crew that is. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, man, I got too many of these blue chip NFTs. You know, it's a real struggle for me. <laughs> and so I decided to get rid of that one. And I wanted to double down on Ape. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to I, be happy with my portfolio and focus on uh, the most important uh, NFT collection, which is the Nifty uh, portal. And really just develop that. So that's what I've been focusing on uh, rather than trading in between uh, the various blue chips. That said, you can be damn sure that Saturday your boy is going to be back trading. uh, And we'll see what sort of uh, massive moves I make in that uh, situation. In other Um, words, buy two pieces of land. uh, You know it. Uh, I'm going to at least buy (laughs) two Monster moves. (laughs) And maybe maybe if we make it to the second – whatever you call it second inning uh i'm buy two buying more a, buying another two that's right and then, <laughs> I'm gonna, then i'm gonna go mint three uh for free as well and that's gonna get me to seven uh knowing my odds i'll probably have you know um two codas uh, literally yeah, but pr- probably four uh so that's <laughs> that's that's what i'm looking forward to is minting four codas on seven plots of land yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be uh, very, very interesting to see if Nick continues his streak of having a monster $50,000 or more airdrop. I think the way that would happen, would, well, I mean, first of all, the three plots of land is probably going to be worth $50,000 within seven days, right? And you're getting airdrop three. And if one of those does have a coda on it, then that'll be a massive win. So just so I understand and so the audience understands, because we didn't have a lot of information yesterday morning, then Board API Club or Yuga Labs, I should say, came out with the news in the afternoon slash evening with the Dutch auction suck quote or whatever. Um, and then I just didn't retain any information from what we talked about on the space last night. So to be clear, we have the pricing for uh, the other side land. You can mint two if you're KYC'd. And apparently there's a second phase. What I don't understand is how could you have more than one KYC'd wallet? Wouldn't you need to have more than one identity? Like, I don't quite understand that. Yeah, so do you know your mom? Sure, sure. I know my yeah, mom. So you could say, hey, mom, can I borrow your uh, driver's license real quick? And she'd be like, honey, I love you so much. I support you unconditionally. <laughs> Here it is. And then you'd go to your computer and you'd sign her up and then you'd go give it back to her. And you then can also you know, just you're walk all- down the street, slip someone a fiver. They'll gladly do the KYC as well. Uh, it's not that hard to get 20 wallets. <clears throat> okay. I actually, fun fact, I know someone that made uh, over 50 Ethereum selling KYC wallets pretty well jesus man that's like that's no joke i mean that's also very very Wait, scammy and weird. yeah a lot of people have yeah they make one-off burner wallets with kyc and then just sell it. a lot of people use burners captain kicks i want i want names i don't disclose my sources that's why yeah, I nick, nick, nick the narc nft nick the narc okay <laughs> well, well the only reason why nick's mad is because he didn't think about it and he just doesn't like things that he didn't think about because nick has a large extended family he could have 20 if he doesn't win you long. can't win it's the nick the nick way <laughs> okay so i want to get depeche nodes take uh now that more information has actually come out surrounding the land sale 
Uh, how big of an event do you think that this is for the NFT space node? And do you think that we see a Moonbirds-esque run on the assets that are being sold on Saturday, including land, including uh, Codas, including ApeCoin? Because at this point, right, like Farouk said it on the space that we were on last night, you know, the words out on Yuga Labs, the words out on Board API Club, these aren't monkey pictures anymore. And if we go off of what happened with Moonbirds with all the VCs and Silicon Valley folks, the people with deep pockets that are interested in getting exposure to the NFT space, is there any reason to believe that this will be any different than that? Well, I'm, I'm too busy trying to recover from all my losses this week. Let me just start by saying it began with our live YouTube show where somebody made an amazing joke, actually, at, at my expense. And it went like this. Uh, Depeche Node's hairline is receding faster than the Moonbird's uh, floor price. <laughs> so that was a really great start to the week. Uh, and then, of course, my beloved Utah Jazz last night, the most disappointing team in the NBA, uh, they broke my heart for the uh, millionth time. However, trying to overcome all these, all this uh, uh, difficulty in my life, I actually do love the way that Yuga has priced it. I think I think three hundred five is a reasonable price, and I also think that uh, th there's going to be pretty good distribution. I think it'll get to the the second wave for sure. Uh, and I, I mean, I think it's going to be an immediate two to three X for anybody that gets it. So I actually like the way that they price it. I think it's good, good economics, uh, for secondary activity. And so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see these things going for, you know, a thousand eight on secondary, like very quickly. Wow. And so, yeah, so they're going to be traded on the secondary also in ApeCoin. Is that a confirmed detail? No, I mean, nothing confirmed, right. But it, they, I mean, they've said it a million times, uh, Yuga is run on Yuga. Yuga versus run on ApeCoin, right? So I would imagine that they would, but I guess that all depends if they get a get a marketplace up and running. So that is that that I guess is speculation. If they don't, it'll be an ETH. The MeBits marketplace, wink, wink. Say no more. Say no more. Right? Uh, Depeche also big Carl Malone, John Stockton fan. Uh, used to play them all the time in uh, NBA jams on the Super Nintendo. Um, I completely agree with what Depeche said that, uh, the way that they did this with like, you know, at first people thought it was going to be like 45 wallets per, you know, KYC that would have maybe caused some distribution issues. Um, but by limiting it and doing these, these two different waves, I think that was really smart by them should help get a lot more distribution. Cause out of, at the end of the day, you want more distribution, um, because generally that's just better for the health of like the market and trading um really interesting to see uh, hear everyone else's thoughts on uh, depeche's prediction that we go to um twenty thousand ape uh the, the land being or sorry the land being worth uh two thousand ape right is what you said what i said a thousand i said thousand. a thousand ape uh, i think it could go for a thousand ape easy which would be twenty thousand bucks right so that'd be like seven ETH or something That's yeah pretty... that would not surprise me you know, stranger things have happened. Micah G, what's your take on this? Well, first off, if we're talking ape prices, just remember that ape might dip afterwards. So a thousand ape might not be, you know, three and a half times what three hundred ape is before. But the main thing that I, I gathered last night, because there's only one piece of information we don't have that is super important, and that's uh, whether or not you're gonna end up having to pay a lot in gas. 
So the number of people that are KYC'd is the huge thing to try to figure out. And, uh, and somebody, I want to say it's Paper D in the, in the portal chat, had said that somebody he knew had actually gone on Something's Brewing and just using a script put in every single wallet that owned ApeCoin into that Something's Brewing wallet checker to see how many were approved. I like that. Yeah, so it's super smart play. And there's only 6,300 wallets that owned ApeCoin. So they were on the list of ApeCoin wallets and were approved in the KYC process. So there may be a fair number of people that have like multi-walleted or again, gotten their, you know, gotten their parents signed up and haven't put Ape into those wallets yet. Um, so, so there may be some sort of, you know, jump in the number. But I think an interesting play is if it gets to phase two, and there's not a ton of appetite or, you know, there's not enough people that are buying those four in that wave and it's going to make it to phase three. I think we may see a huge scramble for ApeCoin because those people with the funds to do it are going to realize, hey, there's going to be another wave and I'm going to be able to grab another four or whatever. Because there are more than two waves. There's a maximum number of ways until they mint out. They just keep increasing the number you can mint. Um so I think that may be an interesting play. If in the middle of this, it looks like it's going to get to wave three. A lot of people who are not anticipating that may suddenly realize they have a chance to make a ton of free money if they can just get more ape. And we may see that supply squeeze on the market. That's going to be a dangerous play because after the sale, you know, it's very possible that ape comes back down by quite a bit. But that's a play I'm watching out for is if people get squeezed and there's a chance to get more land and they don't have ape, I think those sales are going to be pretty, pretty interesting. But so, it does look like it's a lower number of people than we were thinking. So that means uh, each person is going to get, what, eight plots of land is the, uh, is the estimate there? Yeah, but I think people aren't budgeting for that. I mean, I'm not budgeted to even make it through wave two, but when I heard that information, I was like, man, legitimately, you know, the, there might be a gas war on wave two, but there might just not be enough you know, overlap between KYC wallets and people with actual funds, you know, if a lot of the board apes did not KYC, um, that it might be able to get to a wave three. Um, and that, that would be, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot to think about, man. This thing's been making my head hurt basically all week watching ape run up really frustrating. I was stacking ETH and then it turns out that ETH wasn't the right thing to stack. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, Nick, did you have any more thoughts on what Micah said? The only addition was, I guess I, I kind of support the price estimate primarily because Board Ape Kennel Club is over 10 ETH and has been just sitting there. I, I'm going to be honest. That's the most absurd. The fact that it's there, I had a buddy who got air. I actually gotten him to buy an ape at like $1,500. He's pretty grateful uh, for, for, for that decision. But he ended up being airdropped one of the rarest uh, dogs um, from Board Ape Kennel Club. And he ended up selling it for six ETH and was like, dude, this is like uh, incredible. Um, and so, what probably a 50 ETH dog now. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers that that ended up – I mean, it took a while for it to get there. So, I mean, I don't know that – he doesn't seem like someone that has immense regret at this point because he still also owns an ape. But I think it uh, – just based on that price, which I still feel is irrational. I've been bearish on uh, Board Ape Kennel Club ever since 1 ETH, and uh, that's, that's, that's panned out very well. Um, one of your best takes, for sure. Definitely yeah, one, one of your best one takes. Of my, one of my best takes, basically. But if, the, if this 
is the price, then it seems like, yeah, the land should be, I don't know, I feel like at least three, three ETH, four ETH. When we saw uh, Mutants drop, they came down a decent amount uh, right after uh, the release. Although I think the floor was maybe... No, 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 no. It they pumped they, up. Yeah, basically, as soon as, yeah, as soon as minting was done, you could mint for like 2.5 ETH. Pretty much within an hour after the minting was closed, it went to five ETH. Like, yeah. pre, like I literally remember because I think like the metadata was like it wasn't instant because like I remember sitting at five ETH and I was like considering trimming one, and then like I I, I decided to wait for the metadata and the one that I was going to trim was the one that I sold for like ninety ETH. Um, so thank God I didn't do that. I I, I would be probably really really depressed. But um, but then it went all the way up to almost like ten. And then it slow grinded down to like three. I wouldn't be too surprised if land does a similar kind of thing where it comes out of the gate at like an instant two X. And then as things like reveal, there starts to be some price discovery on the rares. And we have just like, if you saw with Moonbirds, like a lot of new things, it's like a five to seven day window of everyone's like trading and super exciting. And then it kind of settles down. And I wouldn't be surprised to see like seven days after the ape launch, maybe it starts to like settle down and, and maybe retrace a little bit because I, I mean, anything's possible with Ugolabs, but it's going to be hard for them to like do this whole mint and then like have something like two weeks later that like just really hypes up the market again, but it totally is possible. Um, I'm also hearing from some of my sources that they think that this may not even make it past phase one. I mean, it's not out of the question. Like, there totally could be an injection of, like, big-time VC money, Silicon Valley money. Again, the word is out on Yuga Labs, right? And if anything, this ape pump, the ape token pump, is kind of the um, the straw that breaks the camel's back of waking up the market and reminding everyone, like, hey, this is Board Ape Yacht Club. And, Nick, just to comment on the dogs, I understand why you've had that perspective on dogs. I think the root of that is that it was a free airdrop. There's no royalty on it. It's un, it was unclear for a while what their place in the ecosystem was because mutant granted, you know, mutants granted membership to Board Ape Yacht Club, and it was made clear early that dogs do not grant membership. However, dogs are the first airdrop and the second NFT overall in the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem. There's only 10,000 of them. They're a very cool collectible. And then it turned out that they did have a place in the Ape airdrop. And it seems like on the roadmap, they have some sort of place in this game that Board Ape Yacht Club is building. So when Sniperbot last night uh, was on the stage and brought up his theory you know that the dogs are going to have serious value and he's been on the dogs for a really long time he's been on the dogs since one eve um the fact that there's only ten thousand of them really really is something to pay attention to and to look at and the fact that there's such an early board ape yacht club asset and collectible um you know the dogs are the dogs man and and i'm going to be really curious to see what the codas do you know compared to what the dogs do, right? couple things. I want to keep the conversation going. wanted to make a couple of announcements. Uh, first of all, we're actually doing an open house in the Discord right now. So you can view the portal chat which is the gated chat that you need to have our NFT to access. So if anybody is wondering what's going on you know, in there, you can view the chat right now. You won't be able to actually type and contribute yourself, but it's kind of an open house so people can see what kind of craziness goes on in the portal chat during the shows and actually for the rest of the day. I believe oh, that's it was, concerning. 
Yeah, I, be I believe that, Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I believe that she said uh, that this is 24 hours. I don't know if it's just for the day on Friday, but for the rest of today, you will be able to see what's going on in Portal Chat. Um, and the other thing is that uh, we have something going on in the Solana world. Uh, so definitely pay attention to that. I'll get back to you on what what's going on there. Um, last but not least, I just wanted to roll out a little bit of a new feature, which is our artist spotlight. So I want to make sure that we're, you know, giving the artists in the space a little bit uh, or a lot of bit of attention. Obviously, this is a market and trade talk show, but the space wouldn't be what it is without the artists. So today's artist spotlight is Guido Di Sale. He is a photographer in the NFT space. He recently put out a 10K free collection called Sicilian Kiss, uh, which I think a lot of people had a little bit of interest in considering it was free. And today he has an auction at 11 a.m. EST called Better Off Anon. There's two uh, photographs that are being auctioned off for 4.2069 ETH, so appropriate pricing for the culture. So again, today's artist spotlight is Guido Di Sale, uh, photographer in the NFT space. Some notable collectors include Vincent Van Doe. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so we've got Eddie on stage who's been patiently waiting with his hand raised. Uh, Eddie, do you have any thoughts on anything that we've talked about or a new topic that you wanted to surface? I do have some thoughts on Ape. I do want to quickly first touch on the fact that uh, when DePecci was watching the Jazz, he was completely missing the much bigger and more important event of uh, the NFL draft and watching at least my guys, my Jets, draft at number 10, a hexagon. I think they were the first one to draft uh, an NFT hexagon. Oh, wow. At, at Garrett Wilson. Cool. Pretty what crazy. NFT was it? Uh, it's a three-lander, actually. Three lander. Okay, once he once he signs that contract, that'll change to like you know a doodle or something like that. They're gonna mute Of course, the Jets get a three lander. They they always get some straight garbage. They're, they're, they're <laughs> um, As a Jets fan, I can already tell you're probably a, a boomer Patriot fan with your old ape and your Bill Belichick looking forehead. Hell no. Hell no. Okay, okay. Enough NFL talk, Eddie. What what's the scoop? <laughs> So yeah, that's that's got me excited. But look, I'm gonna play um I'm gonna play quick Jonah Blake on uh on the A plan drop. Sure. My whole thing is um, look, they're bringing in let's say at current valuations probably around four hundred to five hundred million dollars, um, worth of ape. And yes, they're not selling it, um, but that's kind of what they're you know that's the value prop that they're bringing in. And my question is like, board ape is a is a like luxury, you know, it's a luxury brand, at least is what you could call it for the most part right now, right? Now they're diving into the gaming space. And I'm just not sure that they can bring in the kind of value that like, you're talking about Rockstar GTA 5 games, um, type levels of like income for a game. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to provide that. Sure, like in terms of profitability, this will probably going to be a pretty profitable play. Um, to go ahead and buy some ape land. So I'm not going to say that, you know, buying ape land is going to turn out to be um, a bad flip or anything like that. But in terms of actual value prop, are we as a market like really, really, really hyper overvaluing their gaming ability here? It's one thing to like super, you know, super highly value um, what is a luxury brand via just like the board ape NFTs and what's stuff like that and everything that they've dropped so far. But you know, when you're talking about them actually making a video game and something that is like the market will value based off of how fun and enjoyable it is. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they can compete with Rockstar Games and um, things of that like yet. Well, I completely agree with you, Eddie. Also, it's attracting a completely different consumer type than they're used to attracting, right? Like uh, the average gamer isn't uh, someone that can, you know, can throw around $10,000 uh, on NFTs. My, <clears throat> but I don't know, have they ever, I mean, they do call it, you know, med, uh, other side RPG or meta RPG or whatever like that. Um, but I almost kind of like wondered if they were going to make it more of like a, um, like a clash of clans kind of game that like doesn't require a lot of like gaming skills or like time investment. It's more like a strategy kind of game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cause I, I do agree with you that I think that, um, you know, you could even make the same argument, like is sandbox really going to compete with rockstar games? You know, like the, the big game studios are really good at what they do. Right, and that's also why you've seen Sandbox progressively drop lower and lower and lower in price as people kind of realize, like, you know, what it actually is. Um, I mean, look, the, the the gaming experience that we've seen come out of the related Board Ape brand thus far has been a mobile game that people thought was, like, very mixed reviews. Um, some people liked it. Some people thought it was pretty trash. And then now Benji Bananas, which is good, but... um. It's no GTA five. So, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm trying to, you know, consider at this point. I think it's good to take it into consideration. The other thing is that we don't know if these assets are just inflated in general right now. Right. There's the school of thought that when you look at how expensive all of these assets are, you know, just everything across the board that has any sort of pull in the NFT space, there's a case to be made that, you know, maybe we're in a bubble, maybe everything's hyperinflated. Then at the same time, you can make the case, well, what if we're just that early and all the prices on these assets right now will look like, you know, they're super cheap in two years. Like, what if $26 ape coin is an absolute steal the way that, you know, $2,000 Bitcoin was in 2017 or whenever or 2018, whenever it was. So it's really, really hard to navigate. I think thinking logically about the video game side is I, I like it. But at the same time, again, we're dealing with the entity in the space that understands NFTs the best. So who's to say that Rockstar Games can come into the NFT space and execute effectively when it comes to the economic side and actually driving value to different different tokenized assets in a Rockstar Games ecosystem? Uh, Micah, did you have something to contribute on this front? Well, yeah, I guess, I guess just having a lot of people that are framing it like uh, Yuga Labs actually taking money from the ecosystem, I think is an interesting thought. But from people that are inside of the ecosystem, like if, if Yuga Labs has already airdropped you hundreds of thousands of dollars, your willingness to give them back, you know, six to $12,000 of that, of a token that they themselves created a month ago is just a lot higher than a normal consumer. So I think for people that are sort of on the outside looking in at, at the ecosystem, I think it is very dangerous, right? Because you, if you are playing with your own money or credit cards or stuff like that, this is something we have to be very cautious. Um, nothing is a guarantee. Nothing is guaranteed in any of these spaces. I do think if this goes well below the mint price, then the entire NFT market is in a lot of trouble. Um, but just, just to realize that like, you're not going to actually be able to justify that price from the outside why it's worth $7,000 to have one of those pieces of land. But just understand the context that most of the people buying 
have been airdropped by this company hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of assets means that that price point is from people that are inside that ecosystem. It makes perfect sense. Um, so, so are you calling this a uh, pyramid scheme? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a funnel. It's a reverse it's funnel. Flipped, it's, it's a, a reverse funnel. funnel. Flipped upside down. All right. So <laughs> be very yeah. cautious. If I was telling someone new to come into the space, 100 percent, I think Solana is an interesting play here because people that want to collect and enjoy that experience are going to go somewhere. And it's not going to be into a market that Ape has basically sucked everything up. Like Yuga yeah. has bought the best projects and has. So I, I yeah, I think I think Salon is a really interesting play right now. Well, yeah, I agree with you. You go ahead, Nick. No, no, no I. You you can go first. No, I'm a gentleman. Okay. Uh, well, I appreciate that then. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I think Micah G is spot on. It's not extracting. This is not extracting money out of the out of the overall ecosystem, although it is actually uh, impacting the liquidity. Uh, so we've seen people try and uh, take liquidity uh, in, in the days and weeks leading up to this particular drop. Uh, so like, for example, I think the Moonbirds floor, which I sold at the bottom, if you want to check here, um, of this current run, uh, that has a potential to slingshot after uh, the, this board ape drop because there's going to be people. A lot of the uh, look the whale the the apes have become whales in this space essentially, and so th they're driving a large amount of the activity that's taking place. Not them exclusively. There's a lot of other people as well. But there's uh, like I, I think I was airdropped nearly a million dollars at this point from board ape yacht club, which is just absolutely stupid. And so the statement that someone would put that money back into the system is a hundred percent correct. It also definitely feels like a casino where I like, I don't even care about that money to a certain degree. And so now I'm just willing to put in a bunch more money because every single other time that trade has worked out. It, I also agree with what Micah G said is if the price goes down, if at some point people start losing money in this ecosystem, especially in the, bo the Bored Ape Yuga Labs ecosystem, that's going to be an overall negative for the entire space. However, I agree with Captain Kicks in this case. That I don't think this drop in particular is, is it, primarily because so much liquidity just got released um, into uh, the overall uh, Bored Ape ecosystem with the token, and there's a lot of money sloshing around right now. Yeah, and I, I feel like basically what has happened is that like Yuga Labs is now the Apple or the Google of NFTs, meaning that like they they thing things will move according to how they move because they can control so much weight. Like if you trade stocks, you know what I mean. Like if Apple has a really bad earnings report, it's going to take all tech down with it, and conversely, if it does really well, it's going to drag all tech up. Um, with it. I, I think the sale is going to go really well. And I think that they're going to have some quick tricks up their sleeve. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like, um, you know, you have to buy some resources for your land or you have to stake things to your land to get resources. Like maybe if you stake a coda to your land, you generate more resources. Or if you stake enough ape coins to the land, you get more resources. They're going to they're basically, I think the short term play is they're going to gamify like the the land maintenance and like a real time strategy um, sort of model. 
Um, but I, a little random digress, but like one thing I was kind of thinking about, what, like where we are at in the NFT markets, is I think that we always cycle between these phases where it's all about the money on one end of the spectrum and the other end of the spectrum. It's like we really enjoy collecting or or like the projects, right? And when I look back to like Nifty Gateway, um, when I first got on Nifty Gateway, like I could have bought Hackatow, I could have bought Beeple for like 3000 bucks, but instead I went and I collected one of every crystal pop, which was this like <laughs> random collection by gold weird. Yeah. And I was doing it because I was just having fun collecting. I didn't think about the money at all. Right. And then things started like two Xing and three Xing and nifty gateway. And I completely shifted to the other paradigm and I can, I became completely about the money. Right. And then when that went into a bear market and pulled away, that's when I bought sandbox land and I bought sandbox land. Cause I thought it was really cool. And I bought some death beef pieces. Cause I thought it was really cool. And like I minted bonsais cause I love the art. Right. I think right now we're at like the phase of the market where it's become a lot about the money. Now it's like way more about making money than it is about like buying cool things that you just like. So I think that like sometime in the summer, we're going to maybe have a shift back, which I think is really healthy. Like I'm excited for, all of us to be talking about things, not just because of the gains or like that we can two or three X in a week, but we're like, man, this is really cool and exciting and it feels awesome. And we just love the project. I think when we like, it's going to be healthy when we shift back to that. Um, but uh, in the short term, I'm going to make that cash. You know me. I, I love that take kicks. And that's a, uh, you know, it's great to kind of recount the nifty gateway era as a comparison. And I think that it's definitely an, an apt comparison and we'll have to see how all this stuff plays out. We got a couple new speakers I want to get to. So first NF what's going on? Hey PO, thanks for having me. Nifty Porter holder here as well. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So much has been said right now. Um, so yeah, we're in the money phase of the market, I think, cause we're sort of stretched thin. it's been a while that we've been investing and, uh, in, in terms of the game, like I just wanted to mention something about the game, uh, as opposed to GTA, where it's like it's uh, its own little um, closed uh, ecosystem. This game, it has connections to the crypto market and also seems like it's having this more like incentives for playing like uh, PDE, which I think so it's hard to compare it exactly because people might not be playing it. Uh, like they would for GTA just for fun. Um, and also uh, related to like, if they could produce a good game, I mean, their other side trailer was dope and obviously they hired out for that. So I don't see why they couldn't hire out again um, with their huge budget that they have. Um, and uh, yeah, their mobile game was an MVP. So it seems like it's a, yeah, different, um, different thing going on. I, I guess I had just one question for someone like me. So I have 258 coin and no KYC. Wondering if anyone has an idea for the play there. Where'd you buy the ape coin? What price? Um, well, I actually had it from the mutant drop. Beautiful. Um, I just, I just, uh, sold, uh, the rest of it, part of it at seven, part of it at like 1250 and then just saved a little bit. Uh, I actually had to buy just a little bit back like 50 back but uh yeah i don't have the kyc so unsure if i should like try to send it to someone have them buy the land for me and split it i don't even know if that's allowed but uh yeah i, I've been, 
I've been hit up no less than, I mean, probably five or six times from friends wanting to do the exact same thing. So I think that's absolutely a play that people are trying to make, right? It's saying, hey, let me send you some apes so you can mint, mint a piece of land for me. Uh, there is one other thing I'd like to mention, though, that I, I know that there are uh, individuals and funds that hold like eight and even nine figures worth of ape. And so I'm curious what they're going to do. Like, it would be easy for them to just dump it all. Uh, that's the cleanest play. Uh, so that might be interesting when it comes to the price. Or are they going to come in and try and sweep on secondary? Because the one nice thing about about this, the way this drop is outlined is that, you know, a fund or, or a whale is not going to go out and, and, and try and get, you know, 50 KYC wallets. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be doing that. So... I do wonder what they're going to do with the with such a large amount of ape token. Yeah, that's a question. I mean, look, NF Trippy, you're in a, the the best part about airdrops is as long as you have like a little bit of you know, as long as you have a little bit of zen and you can kind of relax a little bit, any way you spin it, you win, right? Because you got the money for free. It sounds like you already trimmed. You probably took, I mean, I think the value of the mutant airdrop was $20,000 that day. Now, if you had held it, I think it's closer to sixty or, or eighty thousand dollars. You know, if you had the whole bag of ApeCoin, um, you're going to get airdropped a piece of land, so you're going to have exposure to land. There's a very slim chance, but a chance nonetheless that that land has a coda, so you could have a big win. I mean, look, if I'm you, this is my opinion, not financial advice. If I'm you, I might try to get to the amount of ApeCoin to mint at least one uh, of you know, the pieces of land. I don't know if anyone else has like a starkly different opinion, but it sounds like you're almost there. You need maybe a hundred more ape coin. It might feel a little weird to buy more ape coin right now, uh, given the fact that you were selling it at half the price. But keep in mind, a lot of people did that, myself included. Like I sold ape coin at 13 bucks. I sold ape coin probably sub 10 bucks. And I've also bought back in with fiat on Gemini, basically just dollar cost averaging into it for the long term. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you could just frame it as I'm using ETH. I'm just converting it into ApeCoin right before the sale. Does anyone have a, a starkly different opinion that it, it wouldn't make sense for him to maybe, you know, round out for, for land? I figured the other opinion would be to just sell the ApeCoin here since it's pumped so much or just hold it. I don't know. Anybody? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the tricky thing is, is that you're talking to a man that's lost a lot of money trying to, like, time yuga labs market <laughs> like specifically yuga labs market. i saw real quick kicks i saw somebody i think it was franelations post a screenshot yeah, of the eight don't, don't even talk about it PO. i've seen it okay okay you saw it okay okay go ahead yeah thanks man thanks thanks for reminding me that my apes currently second from the floor at 152.8 ethereum which is just you know two hundred thousand dollars above where i sold it at and then of course that person also got the ape tokens which is two hundred thousand dollars so if you know math that's four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> um which like you could basically just live off of and not do shit for like two <laughs> three years depending on yeah so but no big deal you know swing and a miss as they say right um but uh, uh but yeah, I mean, it, here's the thing is that like, I, I feel like they have really smart. I don't think people fully appreciate that like A16Z invested in them and they're super deep in the Web3 space. And I think A16Z is and the other investors are like influencing some of the decision making and like the understanding of like tokenomics. So I think that they already know that like, OK, after the Ape Land sale happens, 
then they have to come up with something else to create demand for ape, right? Now, now, like, you could probably maybe sell it now. Like, once again, if you're trying to time it, you could maybe sell it now, wait for, like, the land sale to end, and then you could probably see eight potentially drop back down to 15. But you got to think that they have a trick up their sleeve where they're going to be like, oh, now you need, like, 50 ape to stake to your land to, like, boost your resource production by X. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I think that they've already shown by, like, pricing the land in ape that they're that they really care about the value of ape uh coin and if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because it it perfectly aligns with their investors they all have ape token right and a lot of us including me thought well they need the eth to build the ma the metaverse but actually they got 500 million dollars from these vcs they do have a ton of funding to probably build out whatever they want to build out not including like the secondary sales so i do think that like if you're a really good trader you're probably going to be able to like there's going to be an opportunity to like swing trade ape here, especially like after the land sale. But I do think if you're on like a one or two month horizon, unless the whole crypto market goes to shit, which is a possibility, I think they have another trick up their sleeve that's going to happen like two weeks after the land sale. Wouldn't be surprised at that at all. That was a great take, Kicks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to throw to Iceman, who's been patiently waiting uh, to get a little bit of a nifty portal discord uh, recap over the past 24 hours. What's going on, Iceman? And, and the Iceman actually asked me, he has a custom intro, so I just got to pull it up real quick and read it off. Welcome to the show, the Ice Ice Man, bringing the cold, hard alpha straight from the NFT portal. This guy's sizzling hot, but when he's not, he's cool as can be. The Iceman, welcome to the show, 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 show. Iceman, did that come from you or did that come from Kix? GM, GM. Me and Kix have been working on that for, uh, I want to say, at least a couple weeks. So, Kix, well done. Um, that was uh, pretty much everything I was hoping for. Um, way better than coming into Paul Wall. So, that was great. Love to see it. Um, I think, at least if I'm speaking for the Discord at this point, I think uh, maybe we're all a little bit fed up of this ape land stuff and we're all wishing Saturday would come a uh, day sooner. Um, I could see that. I can yeah, tell we've been it, talking about this for five days consistently. So, yeah, I could totally see that. Well, and I think, you know, like now we know a little bit more information. I think kind of to the young man's point there that was just on stage about having ApeCoin and not having a KYC wallet. I think um, a lot of us probably fall into that um, kind of like pocket. Uh, so I think there's a lot of us that don't really know what we're going to do. Um, I like the idea of partnering up with someone that you know and that you trust, but I think we all know that that's uh, few and far between in this space. So just be careful if you're looking to do something uh, like that. Um, Mint-wise and buying-wise, there's not a lot going on. Um, you know, I know Long Necky Kids by Nala Hayes is kind of uh, out and about and people are talking about it, but I don't see people spending money on it. Um, I think, quite honestly, a lot of us in the portal are kind of sitting on our hands and just waiting for Saturday. Um, but to that point, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier in the Discord this morning. I think I'm going to be out on this ape land thing. I am going to zig when everyone zags. And I'm looking at projects that are super low right now. Cool Man's is sitting around 0.56. I think that's a buy. Well, wow, it's pretty and damn think, low. Yeah, man. And, and I think there's a lot of stuff like that. There's tons of projects right now that have truly had the liquidity sucked out of them. And I think we just need to kind of know where to look, right? So that's what the Iceman is uh, doing, and I'm going back to staying icy. Thank you very much, Kix. 
Thanks for joining us, Iceman. Great update. Cool Man Universe. Hadn't thought about that during this time at 0.56. Sounds like a decent price, but who knows? Nobody knows. Eddie, what's going on? I picked up a pair of portals two days ago or a few days ago, and if it gets me a, a kicks introduction like that, I should really, really be a lot more active. But <laughs> You got to double down, man. You got to triple down. <laughs> but yeah, um, I will say, though, you know, kind of to go off my earlier point, I really don't want it to come off like I'm fudding Bored Ape as well. Because, look, at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about other projects like Cool Man, stuff like that. If Bored Ape fails to any significant extent, um, a lot of projects are going to just suffer as the entire NFT space loses a little bit of credibility. So I, w I would just say, like, look, um, at the end of the day, like, as much as I, I might have constructive cr criticisms or just general concerns re relating to some of the stuff Board Ape's doing and whatnot, like, I want them to succeed to no end. Like, I want to see a 500 ETH Ape floor. Um, I want to see crazy stuff going on. And that's just because at the end of the day, it's like that value and those winnings are going to come to everyone that doesn't have an ape. Regardless, you know, it's just going to trickle down as more money, more more people come into the space and grow in their trust and love of what thing, you know, things are going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, thanks for clearing that up. I don't think anyone was like getting ready to cancel you. No, no, no. And, <laughs> and we definitely we want different takes on the show. And so, you know, some takes are good, some takes are bad, but we want different takes. Uh, Node has his hand raised, always ready for a good take. What's going on, Node? Yeah, I mean, just one question that I have on uh, looking around at these other projects, like my biggest fear, uh, as you all know, my thesis is all value accrues to the top. How many projects that have dipped below one ETH, you know, let's say they, they have a run up and then they dip below one ETH, uh, like how many of them have actually recovered is my question. Very few, although I don't have I don't say that based on any data, uh, but I remember uh, what was it or Micah G's not on stage anymore. There was one that the Wanderers, that was the one that he was a big fan of. I don't know what the hell. But happened that, that, that never broke. That never broke one ETH oh, that it held. Oh. It held a half ETH for a very long time. I'm pulling it up Miles now. Verse, I think, went up and then down three. below and then. Yeah, back it, it, up. No, was your question if something if something like breaks a one eighth floor and then like retraces below, like are they able to get back above it again? Was that the question? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like the exact you know one eighth barrier, but you know once a project has fallen you know significantly that you know, let's say that the price point is one eighth right and it dips below that or it dips below something else, like it it just seems to me like I'm not seeing a lot of projects that once they break the one eighth barrier and let's say they have a run up. And then they dip back down and they fall below one ETH. I just don't know of a lot of uh, of a lot of like comeback stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd put it at I'd put it at an eighty twenty rule. If I was just like, you know, spitballing, like eighty percent of projects they probably top out and then never recover, and then twenty percent of projects like end up like you know doing fantastic because every project like under the sun has done big retracements. I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club has had fifty at least three or four 50 plus percent retracement. So great projects will always come back. But what you see with a lot of projects is that they'll get like a short term amount of hype. And that's what really drives up the price. But like the, the fundamentals of the project or the roadmap or the team doesn't have, you know, the, the game plan to let it get that second run. Right. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of projects get that temporary run up and then fall down by the sideline. Yeah. And if I could add to that, I agree with what kick said. I think that's a great analysis. The way I would frame it is basically hype in the NFT space often does not match the actual fundamental value of an NFT. And it's all it's also flipped sometimes. Like when you look at NFT worlds, uh, when it retraced to 0 0.04 or slim hoods, when it basically went to literally zero, it went to 0 0.001. It's because there wasn't any hype and the underlying value was unknown to the market. So we see a lot of examples of that in this risk-on, unproven, nascent market that we're all you know, participating in right now. And when I think of the two projects that were just brought up, the Wanderers and Smilesverse, and this is no shade and no, you know, like pumping to either one, but I'm almost positive that the Wanderers team is not a fully full-time team. So if you're not a full, like a 100% full-time Web3 team building a Web3 startup, that's your life, that's what you're doing, then there can't be any expectation that a floor of a project that has thousands of pieces, that has, you know, if you start calculating market caps, like if you want a little exercise, take the US dollar amount of the cheapest item in a collection and multiply it by the total number of items in the collection. And that's the market cap of an NFT collection. And then take a step back and think, does that make sense given who the team is of this project, right? And if you look at Smilesverse, this is a pretty big pullback. I think that, that and, and full disclosure, I own two Smilesverse. It's not like some crazy percentage of my bag, but yeah, sure, I, I have two of them. I would bet that there's a shot that that gets above one ETH again for sure. Like I totally would bet that given the team, right? You have an artist that is NFT native. And in my opinion, from what I've seen from Wahid, he's committed to doing NFTs for his life. Like I think that's what his job is. And then, you know, Jonah can talk about this because Jonah's on the team, but the other team member, I believe his name is Gio, um, is like an augmented reality native professional like that's the world that he comes from right so you have a 3d artist with an augmented reality professional i have to think something like that can come back you look at cool man coffee dan he's been a full-time artist working on um you know cool man's universe outside the nft space for years and blew up to having millions of followers on social before the NFT space, elected to not sell the IP to Nickelodeon before the NFT space, and then got into the space. So I have to think that you know, he's working on something that's worthwhile, right? But we've seen so many examples of teams that are not full-time in the NFT space and you just, it just doesn't work. It's ridiculous. It would be like if someone in the NFL said that I'm going to also part-time play in the NBA. And I understand that there's like outliers like Bo Jackson and shit Michael throughout Jordan. history. You know, yeah, okay, Mike, things up. Michael yeah. Jordan's not a good example. Yeah, That's yeah, like Michael he went Jordan. to go trade Cardano and his baseball career went to zero. Exactly. So the point I'm making is like you have to bet on full time teams no matter what. Do not bet on anybody that's doing it as a side project. And when I've tweeted about this, I've gotten really weird responses where people are like trying to defend the side project people out there. I'm like, no, you're, you're literally building an economy in a new market where everybody wants a piece of it because the opportunity to build wealth in this market is unlike anything else in the world. So sorry, but you got to be full time. You, you can, work you really, can really start, hard. You can start on the side, to be fair. I think yeah, but you got to work uh, full-time hours. You got to work from when you wake up in the morning until you go to bed at night. 
Look, there's no hard and fast rules. I worked on this probably 30 minutes a day, uh, 30 minutes a week even for, you know, about six months. And here I am. Just, That's the uh, dumbest resting, thing I've ever heard. On my Nick's laurels, a workaholic, you know? ladies and gentlemen, literally. He's got like an issue with working too much. So he's just joking right now. So I know this was like a long winded rant. Let's keep the show moving. But I just wanted to kind of point that out. So if you could bring hey, up like those b- yeah, projects like that. transition, just remember, everyone, just a recap of what Pio said. Yo. We don't want to hear any nonsense coming out of y'all. Y'all need to actually get off your ass and fucking work, okay? And <laughs> if you're not working your damn ass off to a point where you're actually in crippled, either like de- you're in the hospital, despair, anxiety, panic attack level sort of workaholism. If you're not operating on that sort of level, do you even deserve to be in the NFT space? That's the question that Pio is asking. So now let's move on to something, you know, a little <laughs> more, uh, a little more tame which is a the volatile nft space also by the way a uh, quick shout out last night we uh we had a little uh well, it was spicy space it was spicy and a part of that spiciness came from uh, a witter's joke uh which she she wanted me to uh give a shout out for her birthday <laughs> so it's her birthday and there there she is with a as a tasty banana is what she wanted to be called last night, <laughs> which is a very weird thing. I'm going to be honest. Uh, it was uh, potentially um, objectifying, but uh, that's apparently the sort of style of things that um, some people well, like. So if if oh, wait, NFT Trippy has his hand raised and easy. Maybe we can kick to them first. But I do have an interesting topic to discover after that. So let's kick it to NFT Trippy, who's sitting on a 40 ETH. Um, profile pick project. I, I almost think that he kind of thinks that he's better than me because I only have a 30th one, but let's uh, <laughs> give him a hand that. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Uh, and P.O., I had a question for that. Uh, when you say full-time, are you referring to after the project sells out, or do you mean like right, right out of the gate? At some point. I mean, look, once you make, I mean, I've talked about this on the show before. I don't want to beat a dead horse here and I don't want to sound like I'm preaching to people, but I don't think it's that unreasonable reasonable that after you make like $1.8 million or like $2.2 million or like $3.1 million, that that's your job now. I don't think that that's that unreasonable for me to say is that once people make like seven figures when they never made that before, that it's a good idea to make that your full-time job now. I don't know if that's a hot take, and there's a bunch of people that are going to get offended by that, but it's like... I mean, (laughs) if you got seven figures, and you're just sitting on it, and you're just chilling, you can basically... You have a little more flexibility. And uh, P.O. doesn't understand this as someone that works to a point of crippling anxiety and panic attacks that would hospitalize one. Just kidding. I'm the only one that suffers that. Uh, But uh, in terms of... Uh, experiences on that front. Uh, I'm going to be honest. If you made a million dollars, you are welcome to quit your job. You're allowed to do anything that you want because you deserve it. And you deserve to keep continuing to get airdrops to infinity and beyond uh, because that's just the type of world that we live in. And all of this is very sustainable and going to last. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there are people literally in the space that made seven figures off of a project, and they're like, "All right, cool, yeah, that was my that, I that, that, that was that was my side I, project." You know, that was my side project. I'm not going to quit my day job. Yeah, Go ahead, fuck next those time. people. 
I'm just saying, it's just kind of like a weird thing. Like a lot of people would give anything to quit their day job because they made seven figures and then commit their life to something that they're passionate about. But there's literally other people in the space that are like, yeah, I made seven figures off that. I'm going to continue making 180 grand at my day job or whatever. Like, it's just kind of weird to me. Um, Easy, you have your hand raised. What's going on? I just bought another carton. Oh, what's the floor? That's 2.1. 2.1. I like I like cartons at two point one for I sure. I wanted to wait for it to break two. I've been watching it closely. Floor's paper thin. There's only three before a two five floor. So any traction, I mean, on that project, it's gonna pick up benefits of a thin floor. They just announced they'll be at VCon, so really excited for that. Trying to uh, kind of just get more exposure where I think there's gonna be announcements from those sort of things, especially those IRL events with all of them heating up this summer. I think V Friends 2, I know a lot of people hate the V Friends conversations, but even that under one looks good. I mean, at VCon, how do you anticipate Gary not bringing more value to that somehow, some way? You know what Bro, I mean? Like, it sounds uh, crazy. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Uh, that's like basically the most slept on project right now, right? So I sold my book games because I figure, and I know people are like, oh, you got to burn them for the V friend and blah, blah, blah. I, I didn't have five of any of the book games. So I just sold them because they're still holding above 0.2 and I had some rares. So I'm selling some above floor, right? And and that's such a liquid market. You just list a book game and it just sells because there's like 120,000 of them or something like that. But you have to think that now Gary's mission is to, to drive value to V friends too. It's sitting at under one ETH. People are like, yeah, but there's 50,000 of them. Yeah, there's 120 25,000 book games and they hit a half ETH. So if uh, V Friends 2 is at like 0. 0.75, 0. 0.8 ETH, and this is the project that Gary's going to work You have to think on. about Gary's reach. 55K, 65K, whatever you want to call it with both V Friends sets is so small compared to his total reach. People value social media to and then like a new level. Like this is really marketing in present day. So when you have somebody like him that can even give access to 100,000 people or less, there's not a Gary V video that doesn't do over 100,000 views. So when you start to think from like a macro scale, he's having the biggest NFT conference to date coming up here in two weeks. Like if this is not the bottom, I'm not sure what's going to be. And I don't know if that's concerning or if I just buy more VF2 here. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you, you should totally fade him right here. And I'll throw to kicks in a second. But I just want to say this is the third time that the broader NFT market has faded Gary V. Uh, the first V friends hit the floor of the Dutch auction. So it just sat there at a half ETH. Like, think about that. It hit the floor of the Dutch auction. Then everybody literally made fun of the people that bought the books, bought book games. And book games turned out to be a six be- or seven. Because it was comical. Like you, you, you literally. No, people really. Your bedroom because you had so many books. Like yeah, yeah, gotta, but people see the comic element of that. Oh no, I think it's hilarious, and that's why you know the people that were posting pictures where like the books were like a chair to sit on and stuff. I think that's hilarious, but people would literally be like, "Y'all really bought books, thinking that was going to be a good investment." <laughs> yeah, right. Like literally trying to dunk on the book games purchases. That turns out to be a six x. That turns out to outperform whatever DGEM play those haters were doing. And then now V Friends Two sits there at under one ETH, and nobody talks about it. I'm just pointing it out that it's the third time that the broader NFT market is. Uh, Gary kicks what were you gonna say uh, I just wanted to pump easy's bags a little bit um, okay bears now at a 185 uh, Solana floor so Unbelievable. Casual, casual 35 Solana game they're up about uh, 85 soul since 7 a.m. Eastern time today so yeah I'm mad much, about it how much is that in dollars 18 grand uh, yeah 18 yeah, grand, about 18 grand. 
So, so basically, because we had a YouTube interview on Tuesday uh, and I missed the window to mint the allow list, that was an $18,000 interview. Oh, yeah. give or take, yeah. You should probably build a guy. Yeah, yeah you should I'm probably build. build a guy. There's like a sale coming in every minute. I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure OpenSea must be tapping in. They're tapping the Magicated API. This is the first project that they have, so they are aggregating those now. That's why that total this volume looks such, insane. This is such bullshit. I, I, can't <laughs> I don't know why you're mad. I, you've called me poor and trading lunch money for <laughs> the past eight months, and now you're upset that a banger happens on the <laughs> lunch money chain? Come on. Well, I, I, I just tried. <laughs> well, I love that Nick is. I love that Nick is upset. Like he would have bought these at. He would have called like, me poor gold. the first day. He would have been like, "Why the hell are these thirty soul? You're poor." And I would have been like, "Great, thanks again." No, I would have. I would have bought the, the. I wanted. You would have held it. That's for chatting, sure. And I would have just kept one of them at this point. Yeah. I think. I don't even know if I have thirty soul though. Like that. That may be. Uh, Same. That's the problem. I need some liquidity over on Solana because I do have a feeling that this. This kind of event uh, can set off a catalyst for like other things on Solana. Um, so I'm going to try to get some more liquidity over there. And I'm just going to, uh, if you've ever watched people competitive bike racing and the person just sits behind the other person and drifts, you know, no wind resistance, I'm going to do that to easy. I'm going to sit right behind them, just drift right behind them and just take all his alpha plays over to you, Node, and then uh, – I, I want to say something real quick, but over to you first, Note. Someone in the Discord, make a meme of, of Easy drifting behind, or excuse me, Kicks drifting behind Easy at, in the Tour de France. Go ahead, Node. The word is draft. Let's let's clarify for those draft. professional okay. bikers. I believe the word is draft, uh, <laughs> but we can we can continue. I will say, you know, I yesterday I liquidated everything that I had on Soul except for my Solana Monkey business. Uh, had enough, and then Easy was like, "Oh, just wait for the weekend. It'll calm down. It'll totally calm down." And it now has it's like to, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here like, bro, this thing has to stop going straight up. Like it's yeah. just—I've it, Dude, never seen this. I don't know what to think. You can't give people advice. It's it, no one can. It's just impossible. It is so impossible. Get, and we got to think. Impossible. We always got to think Easy for just for bringing this up in the first place, but. I, I did have a couple things I wanted to mention in terms of, you know, one of the topics we've, we've brought up is the, the zig, zig while there's zag. And uh, right now, I mean, if you are a believer in generative art at all, now would probably be an okay time. And there's actually been, I've seen a little bit of activity on that front, right, with uh, a few ringers sales, some Fidenza selling. Uh, the memories of Chi Lin have been popping off ever since DC said he was going to scoop some more up. Uh, so that I think that is an interesting play. And then also wanted to follow up on on our ENS conversation. Everybody dunking on me for owning uh, a four digit ENS, which is now up 4x since I purchased. So you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Let's go. So wait, are single emoji ENSs about to pump? Yeah, that's today's hot topic is uh, the single emotes. Dude, emojis are awful domains to buy as well as ENS. And just because I'm saying that they're about to pump, but the problem is, is they're converted into a Unicode and the Unicode equivalent is just a string of garbage characters, basically. Yeah. And also like these kinds of things happening uh, generally aren't a good sign of the market. It's like when uh, 
when all of those anonymized clones or wolf game clones <laughs> started hopping around now we're like trading ens domains and like but like not even like ens domains that make sense we're like trading like emoji ens domains and stuff anyways uh the the thing that i wanted to just talk about is um the fact that one thing we have to consider in the markets is like the absolute like concentration of wins that is happening and how it's not like really widespread around the market. You know what I mean? Like, like Moonbirds now with board API club, like there's a real, there's a real concentration of like liquidity and in, in like wins in the market. And I'm not sure that's like the best sign. Um, and if you look at like, a lot of other projects that were like super popular, like NFT worlds is struggling. Um, Jewel is struggling. Krabata is struggling. Um, uh, Crypto Raiders is struggling. Like all of GameFi is struggling. I would like to think that a lot of profile pick projects are struggling outside of just like a few massive winners. And I don't know. I'm just like really curious, like what that, means for the market because previously like we would we would think like liquidity events like moonbirds and stuff like that that we would we would get this like whole trickle down effect but it like doesn't seem like we're getting that anymore like it's not trickling down into new projects like people are just recycling that into like the five projects that they think are the best and i mean i guess that kind of makes sense because people are really trying to just like bet on clear and proven winners but i'm just curious what everyone else thinks because i feel like you know just having a few winners in the nft market isn't like a healthy sign yeah um, actually it's really interesting you bring that up kicks because there's a tweet from uh, nft statistics at punk 9059 and they put out a chart that showed that uh basie azuki clonex doodles and now moonbirds are the top five projects driving all the gains and when you look it's just a straight line up and then the next 27 projects is just a straight line down. So this thesis that there's concentration, that there's winning concentration risk at the top is completely correct. And I've been feeling that as well since ApeCoin. When ApeCoin dropped, I just didn't feel like there was a reallocation of the fund back into the rest of the projects, that trickle down effect. And it didn't actually happen until Moonbirds. And I think the reason why it happened for Moonbirds is because Kevin Rose has such a large audience through Proof, through Modern Finance and his whole um, podcast ecosystem that that attracted new money. But other than that, we're not seeing new money come in and everybody's rotating to the top. So I completely agree. And the stats um, are showing it. I love how I love how kicks you just spent five minutes saying my thesis that is one sentence, which is all value accrues to the top. But but well done. I mean, really nice long-winded explanation for my thesis <laughs> very very good um uh, Matt, is, go is there, but one thing that uh, captain kick said yesterday though that i think is relevant which is like isn't that concerning when you have uh such market like when when everything is consolidated in a small area of the market among a small number of people uh, it, that's actually a, a that feels risky to me because the moment that it, it basically the market is um, much less sustainable in such an environment um, because you don't have the irony. You, instead of decentralization, we have centralization. And so I think uh, uh, it, it's, it's very risky in that uh, territory. That said, 
you could view it more like the art market where the value accrues to the top as well. And those paintings and uh, are, are still worth a significant sum of capital, uh, even in down markets. Um, so it may be insular and protected. But that's not clear to me at this moment in time, because a lot of the people who have the capital at this point didn't have this level of capital only 12 months ago. And that makes things a lot more risky. That said, we are seeing rotation into people. You see the Jimmy Fallon's of the wor world or other celebrities that hop in to uh, buy these assets. But I have no idea whether or not they are, um, you know, go like going to stick around. Yeah. And Nick, I, I looked at uh, this effect when it happens in the equity markets, when there's like a constant concentration amongst like the, the winners. So like, for example, like, you know, Apple, Google, Facebook and everything like that. And not, not trying to like flood or like scare anyone, but like I actually pulled up articles from December when, where people are writing and they're like, we're seeing record levels of concentration. Um, and generally that's a bad thing, but this time's why it's different. And then you fast forward four months to now and the stock market's absolutely demolished. Um, I don't think that there's one-to-one -one parallels between this and that. I just do think that it's potentially a concerning thing for the exact reason that you said, which is that basically when everything concentrates around a couple of projects, if those couple of projects start to struggle, then it can like accelerate the downward effect everywhere. I think this happened actually last year, right? With, with uh, generative art. So I think, you know, on the one hand we had, remember when ringers and fidanzas were at 200, I do because I didn't sell my ringer. Um, and that, I mean, that you, what, what I kind of realized is that there are like probably five or 10 people that were totally controlling that market because there was such a limited supply. So hopefully we're in a slightly better situation here, right? Because there's a bigger ecosystem around some of these projects. But I also do, I do worry at, at the concentration as well. Like if one of these, if a few of these projects go downhill, I don't know what happens to all the little guys. Maybe they go over to Seoul. I mean, that's what Easy would tell you. And our guy, K. Dean, uh, shout out to K. Dean, a, a pal of mine in the space. Um, he just DM'd me and told me to tell everyone that Easy told him not to buy OK Bears when they were at seven Solana. He said that they were going back to three. Uh, big brain move right there, Easy. I'm sure Dean is really appreciative of that tip. He doesn't let me live it down. My text messages every morning are just shame and guilt from <laughs> all of Dean's constant support, you know? So. <laughs> He was rather mad when I was like, yeah, fuck, I just bought in at 10. And he was like, son of a bitch. So that's where we're at. Sorry, Dean. Love you. you didn't, I didn't get any apologies to me. I'm going to be honest. Because you had put in my Solana bags for a year. A year. <laughs> Talking about big WAP and big map meals and hope my lunch money gains. I'm tired of it, Nick. Okay? Enjoy your ape. Who's the whale now, Nick? Uh, Macman has his uh, hand raised. What's going on, Macman? Nick, I think you need to apologize. Easy, he's he. I, this is months of resentment, pain, anger, and frustration that's <laughs> really boiling to the top right now. I'm almost sensing a war in the NFT market that's starting between the bears and the apes. And if you think about like an animal planet kind of battle, could would you want to see anything other than that? Just apes and bears just beating the crap out of each other. I can almost see Beeple. He's probably working on a one-on-one -on -one right now of that war like he did between Nebits and Bored Apes almost a year ago today. So, Nick, all I got to say to you 
is you may have the brains, but the the bears have the bronze. So you better start sharpening those tools, buddy, because there may be a war coming your way. I agree. I uh, agree. Well, Nick, do you have anything to say? To, uh, I want to see that game. Sorry, what? Nick? Nick, go. Yes. All right. <laughs> Mac man, go ahead. <laughs> Nick doesn't want to talk anymore. You can't hear me? Uh, <laughs> go ahead, dude. Uh, I know you guys are wrapping up soon. I, I wanted, like, I, we only have so many things to look back in history on what, like, to, to reflect on to try and speculate on what's going on. And, and yes, everything's going to the top, but the what main thing we have to look back on is the big web boom. And all the cash grabby stuff or the quick money is what didn't make it. And the projects at that time that kept building that, you know, stayed locked up in their rooms and, and kept developing are now the Amazons, the Googles, the Apple, the stuff that started in people's garages and they didn't give up. And I think that's where uh, the, the projects that we're going to see right now in five, six, a year, year's time that are doing extremely well are the ones that are quiet right now, the ones that are building. Like, I, I'm, I'm a Mori from day one, and Crypto Moris are going through a crazy time right now. We got pumped way up, and the people who were in that pump are now pissed because the price is way back down. And I want trying to tell everybody, like, we're building, we're building, we're building, and nobody likes his answers, so he just gets all goofy about it. But it's one of those ones where if what happens is what he's saying is going to happen, like, it's going to be crazy. Um, but there's tons of other projects like that. Captain Kicks, I know that uh, our Crocs tonight are getting their spaceships. Another Sam's building. He's building. He's quiet. He's building. He's building uh, just connections amongst other projects. But I think it's one of those things where we got to zoom out and look at the world, not just the Web3 world, and, and how companies continue to build and get big. And we've got Bored Apes where I fully believe they're not just building a Web3 company. They're, they're expanding so much bigger. To where somebody was asking if they should sell their ape, well, if they believe in what ape, or not their ape, but their ape coin, if they believe in what they're building, what Yuga Labs is doing, it's going to be so much bigger than just Web3 space that I have nothing to do with apes. I'm not invested at all yet, and, and, and I think that's extremely stupid of myself. But if they're trying to do something that is out of this world, continuing to build, really pushing Web3 forward, like this is going to be an entire ecosystem where like Amazon took everything over. And I feel like that's a similar trajectory for where Board Ape Yacht Club is going within their market, building a marketplace, using their coin, minting more things, building their own world, building a game, dropping all these different things. They're 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 taking over. And then yeah. everybody else is gonna get crumbs from that. Yeah, they're definitely taking over. But I mean, you know what's wild? Uh, when Ape Token was at twenty six dollars, it was almost worth the the entire Matic protocol. <laughs> like that that's wild to think about. If you include Board Ape Yacht Club's valuation and mutants and dogs into like a combined valuation, that puts like the Ape ecosystem higher than Polygon um, and approaching the size of Avalanche. It's probably bigger than, you know, most of the big, like a lot of tech companies, not the big tech companies, but like some tech companies that, I mean, you know, are publicly traded. I, I think it's, it's not unreasonable uh, where it's at just based on it, wh what you're talking about. Okay, so do I think that the price of the NFTs themselves are reasonable? That's debatable. Uh, but in terms of the value of ApeCoin, it, 
and Signal just articulated, it's sucking up most of the action in the entire market. And value is accruing to the top. And the result is, is that if you think that NFTs are something that are going to stick around for an extended period of time and become ubiquitous within society, then you're going to want exposure to that ecosystem as on an investment basis. And so if you're looking at the stack of coins that exist on the top 20, what the hell is Matic? What the hell are some of these other, like, what, what person is going to look at that and be like, yeah, I want to be in this thing called Avalanche, which, sorry, explain that technology to me once again. Oh, wait, I still don't understand it after you explained it to me, but I understand the fact that people want to collect apes. Then I'm going to go and buy some of that ape coin. So for me, it doesn't actually seem unreasonable. It's still at a fraction of the price of Doge, which I don't view this as a meme coin. I actually think 20 to 25 was my original target, and that seems like a reasonably aggressive price on the project. And it's only based on the fact that I think that there's no other comparable uh, NFT token. We need to see something like OpenSea release the token. We need someone of that magnitude. That's the only other comparable thing at this point. But also, if you look at the volume of Board Ape Yacht Club and the percentage of volume that they comprise within OpenSea itself, it's a ludicrous amount. And I think that that's just something which, um, when you, when you uh, put a price on these different things, is it expensive? Yes. But do we think that NFTs are going to be here for a long time? Yes. Well, then what are my options that I have to go in order to get exposure to this? And ApeCoin seems like a really valid approach to doing it. And I'm still bullish. I think, yes, this could pull back. It could go back down to $15. It could go down to $6, which was what I had actually said on a previous show as well. I said the target's 20 to 25. I'm down to buy back into this below 10. Although, ironically, I bought back in yesterday at like 21, 22, uh, just because I want to be able to buy 10 plots of land. But outside of that, um, th that that's where I, d I could see this going. And I think people are going to want exposure to this. But if the market, uh, the macro side is bad, there's no doubt we could see these things getting wiped out by a significant amount. When, when, did, you, when did you make that prediction for 20 to 20, 15 dollars? Did you make that prediction at like 18 bucks or? No, I made it at like uh, seven or eight dollars. And we actually have it on TikTok at that at that point and on YouTube of me live. Yeah, on. The you show just traded against your own prediction. OK, no, <laughs> you've done that a million times. You're, you're, you're aware of this and you, you've said it yourself. You're like, man, you're pretty good at this technical analysis stuff. And then I make my prediction. I'm spot on, and I take a counter trade against my own. So <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, Nick's, Nick uh, is giving you examples of how to bet against yourself. Um, the nice thing about ApeCoin, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is that you can buy it a little bit at a time. You can just literally pop on to Gemini or to Coinbase or to FTX and just uh, buy $5 worth or $10 worth and dollar cost average in, which obviously you cannot do with the Board Ape Yacht Club or Mutant Ape Yacht Club or Board Ape Kennel Club NFTs or really any NFT asset. Like we don't have a fractional solution that's really you know, seamless and really, you know, you don't, you don't get killed on fees and it's, you know, crystal clear whether you'll be able to exit. Um, so remember that ApeCoin is a very liquid way to get exposure to Yuga Labs and the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem. You could just buy every week, every day, every month and dollar cost average in. That's our show. This is the Monday through Friday morning NFT show. We talk trades, we talk markets, we talk everything in between all the news stories of uh, the day, the week, the month, 
all of that. Uh, we're sponsored by FTX. Sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or on the web uh, mobile app with the code the nifty. Uh, we will be having Amy, one of the higher ups at FTX, on the show next week. And we're actually going to be giving out $4,000 worth of, FTX, of NFTs that are traded on the FTX platform that are being curated by me. So you know they're going to be pretty good. Nick, you have your hand raised. What's up? I was going to say, before we wrap, uh, I wanted to put you on the spot. I mean, I feel like we should have a conversation as this goes live tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit complicated and chaotic because we're going to be in the midst of a live trade. What? But I do think it's worthwhile that we should uh, host that space. Oh, like you're putting me on the spot to agree to doing a space while the Board Ape Yacht Club That's land what sale? I'm, saying. I'm just saying like we should probably walk through it so that we're – What time uh, does that go live? It says uh, 9 p.m., so it would be a late – oh, Let's do a late, late Saturday Ooh, show. Music. So, oh, let's so, go. Yeah. So in other words, we should do more work for the business that takes away from my ability to land any sort of you know profitable NFT trade and completely compromise my own personal portfolio. Yeah, you're okay, going to be live trading it. You're going to be live trading it during the show. We're going to see how you fail at the trade and then yeah. I end up absolutely dominating at it. And I'm, I just want that to be documented the same way. Okay, Barry, 200 salon floor. How do you feel, Nick? Closing thoughts on the way out of the show. Let's move on to the music. <laughs>